Hey guys, a new set of products coming your way. Um, I get these questions a lot, so I decided to go ahead and um, give you guys the items that I use to produce this podcast. Um, so here they are. The Bose Micro Soundlink, or Soundlink Micro rather. Uh, excellent quality. If you've heard any of my guest interviews, uh, that is primarily what I use to go ahead and do FaceTimes over, you know, any distance interviews or anything like that. So if you've heard any of those, you can hear the quality of the uh, audio. It's pretty good. Um, so the sound quality is out there. The bass is really good. Um, you can take it anywhere with you. Uh, it's good for phone calls as well. Waterproof. So you can take it out on the lake, you know, if you want to go ahead and use it on the water, take it on hikes, you could do that too. It has a durable strap on it, so that way you can strap it to your backpack, uh, handle on the cooler, anything like that, and take it with you, and it'll stick with you everywhere. Uh, obviously, it's Bluetooth, so you can pair it with your phone. Um, has a six-hour runtime, so pretty good. And the, like I said, for the level of quality of sound, you're going to get pretty solid six hours out of that. Um, you can also, a pretty cool feature that I personally haven't used yet because I only have one of them, but you can actually pair this Bluetooth speaker with other uh, Bose Bluetooth speakers and actually have them run in sync so you can spread the sound out. So like if you have a song playing on, you know, from your phone to the speaker, you can link another speaker to that speaker and you'll just have like two speakers in different spots playing the same music, which is pretty dope. Uh, the other item that I use to record, uh, which a lot of people ask me this one in particular, is the Blue Yeti mic. Uh, you can't go wrong with the Blue, Diet, Blue, Diet, Blue, 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 Blue Yeti mic. It, I mean, if you've heard any of the episodes, obviously, they sound awesome. And I'm using a Blue Yeti mic to record this as we speak. So the Blue Yeti mics, uh, the one that I have linked for you guys in the description has the whole setup. So it's not just the mic. Um, but it comes with everything else I use to mount it and make it really convenient to use. So this is a USB mic, obviously. Uh, no latency delays, so your inputs are pretty spot on. You can hear them in real time when you say something or if you're someone who's more into music. If you're using it for music purposes, all your inputs will be pretty spot on. Um, the microphone comes with... Uh, a nice, easy-to-use uh, bass, so you don't have to use the armature that I've linked for you. It comes with its standalone bass that you can just have the mic set up pretty much anywhere. You don't really need to uh, set up the armature. But it also comes with that removable bass. Uh, four different recording modes. So you got stereo, which is standard. You know, any mic will give you that. Uh, cardioid, which is pretty good too. Omnidirectional, uh, bidirectional. Uh, multiple recording situations so anybody in the room like if you have more than one person on the podcast you can have that set up so it records everybody in the room if you're facing each other you can have the microphone set up so that it will pick up directly in front of it and behind it and then also if you're using just uh, if you want to record almost like 180 degrees it has a mode for that and obviously if it's just you which is the way I usually use it um, you have that option too so Pretty versatile, awesome. But the uh, bundle that I've linked for you, it includes not only the microphone. This In this particular bundle, it'll be a red, satin red color uh, for the microphone. But you can see other bundles there that will give you different colors and stuff and similar setups. Um, but this one, the one that I've uh, set up for you, it will have the... Uh, 
kind of like a filter in front of it. So it kind of saves the hard S's and stuff like that out of the audio. It makes it sound smoother. It's almost like a buffer. Uh, you're going to get that. You're going to get mount for it. And then you're also going to get the uh, susp suspension arm for it. So it'll be an adjustable armature that you can move back and forth and tighten it up or loosen it up. It's spring-loaded. It has these little straps on it, which keeps the wire out of the way. It's pretty awesome, but that's what I use. And you still have the ability to um, get the iRobots, um, the home cleaning systems, and that is 43% uh, up to select models. This offer is good until May 9th. So at that point, I'll probably do another ad and make uh, a new list of products for you guys to take a look at. Um I went over this before, but these robots are pretty handy. Um, you can schedule uh, cleaning times with the app or with your voice assistant like Alexa, Google, whatever it is. Um, it cleans carpet and hardwood, gets corners and edges. Uh, you also have sensors that help the uh, vacuum navigate furniture, corners, keeps it from falling downstairs. Um, so you don't really have to, to not, you don't really have to worry about where it goes. Uh, it'll have sensors on it that can detect dirtier areas and it'll go there and clean those areas more thoroughly. So that's pretty awesome. You don't really have to monitor how well it cleans. It's pretty solid. Um, and it has a 90 minute runtime before it has to be uh, docked back on the charging station. And it does that automatically. Once it knows that the battery is low, it'll just mosey on over to the charging station and uh, mount right up. You don't even have to worry about it dying, you know, somewhere unless it gets caught on something. But like I said, the sensors are pretty good. I have one in my home. It does a great job. Uh, all I have to do is just empty out the, I guess, the storage space for whatever it picks up. Just got to empty that once in a while. But other than that, it's pretty low maintenance. Works really well. So uh, check those out. Links are in the description. And enjoy the episode. What is going on, guys? Uh, another episode of the AutoCast uh, coming your way. And this is episode 16. Um, today, my guest is German Crusetta. We grew up together in uh, elementary school. Um, I've known him for quite some time. But uh, how you doing, brother? It's good to see you. Good, man. Good to see you, too. How you been? Good, good. Uh, so I just uh, actually, um, I just got the uh, email for uh, to take the firefighter exam. I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. So it'll be... Uh, I already did the uh, physical part, but now I'm doing the uh, the written. So a week ago, uh, a week or two weeks ago, it was the 23rd. It was the 23rd of uh, December, so probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago, almost three weeks ago. Um, I did the physical part, so you do seven stations, right? You have seven stations where uh, you do these, to me, like a, you have to drag somebody. Um, well, they give you like a, a weighted bag. You drag that through a course. Um, you got to mm -hmm. be on your knees in the dark in this weird like maze thing. That's another one. I don't I, I couldn't even oh. tell you why. I couldn't even tell you why they made me do that. But there's have, they have like a bunch of weird abstract like uh, exercises that I got to complete in a certain amount of time. So another one was I got to pick up the ladder. Um, they have like a an outline of where the ladder should be and you got to pick it up and hook it onto these like nipple things that are supposed to be uh acting like a fire truck so like if the fire truck has the ladder on the side of it it's kind of yeah, like, like hinges, sort of say. yeah exactly so they have you do all that kind of shit and 
there's seven exercises. I completed, the funny part about this is I completed six out of seven, but I didn't get to the seventh one because I ended up actually uh, throwing up. <laughs> oh. So uh, what happened was beforehand, I, um, I'd i grabbed a, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a Nas energy drink. And because I didn't get like enough sleep the night before, so I'm like, I'm going to be tired for this physical test. So I thought, you know, it would wake me up, like sharpen me up a little bit. All it did was make me sick. I could feel like as I'm, because you're doing these like high pace, like high stress exercises. So right. I'm like running up and down stairs, carrying like equipment, fire, uh, fire extinguishers and axe, you know, just running up and down stairs, you know, doing a lot of physical, high physical activity. Um, and I could just feel like this energy drink, like just in my stomach, like swishing around and shit. I'm just like, oh, God, I got to the last, uh, well, the sixth uh, exercise. <laughs> finished it and then i'm like all right i'm gonna throw up <laughs> so i sat I down and they uh, they took the vest off me and i didn't get i didn't finish but i still passed but um it's crazy that hey, yeah go ahead hopefully like you know hopefully that that advances you to the next part it did it I did mean, i could imagine you could you, you must have been just in like nerves yeah that too and I, at first i was like yo this these why why am i like nauseous i'm like these it can't be i, I thought it was i thought it was nerves but i'm like I mean, it's just physical activity, you know what I mean? But that energy drink fucking killed me. It 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 fucking killed me. But luckily, you only have to finish two out of the seven. So you only have to finish, like, you only have to pass two of the seven exercises. All right, that's not too bad. It's not bad. But still, if you want to stand out on the list, you have to, like, overachieve, you know what I mean, a little bit? Yeah. At least the way I think about it, because um, the way it works is you got a list of <laughs> candidates, right? So the list of candidates, usually you get extra points for, obviously your score on the tests matter, but um, after that you have like uh, other points you can achieve. Like um, if you have a relative already in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the fire department, uh, that'll give you extra points. If you have your EMT license, that'll give you extra points. Um, and I think if you've had veteran status, that's extra points. And I think if you had someone who died in the line of duty, that's extra points. Right. Right, so basically that, those extra points give you the advantage of right so the way i'm thinking of it is i either gotta like kill these tests like all of them to where i stand out and then also kill the written exam which that'll be tomorrow um but i've already well i'm i'm in the process of getting my emt license as well yeah so that's Isn't that like be... a, a quick course no not a quick but like like a six-week course something like that no the uh it's six months so it was like from six months. Okay. january to may Okay, yeah, so there's a longer process than I thought. Yeah, so it's the thing is with the EMT stuff, uh, I don't have a medical background. So that shit is like a whole nother language. You know what I mean? It's like they have all these uh you know, if you don't if you don't have a medical background, all this terminology and shit, it kinda it's very tough for it to stick. Cause, you know, unless you know um medications and stuff like that and certain terminology, it's it's all new stuff. Like it's shit you just don't use in everyday right. life. So luckily I passed the uh the class. I I I did good on that. But um the uh written and the practical exams I have to schedule myself because of COVID. So that's kind of okay. been that's kind of been holding me up. But the firefighter stuff is uh that'll be situated tomorrow. So I'll I'll be all done with that and pretty much just working on the next thing. But shit's moving along. It's just COVID has been fucking destroying shit for me. Just putting everything on ice. 
Yeah, because I saw it, like, I remember you were first into culinary. Yep. And then you went, like, I don't know how, where you got the idea, but then you went and transitioned into fixing vehicles. And I was like, <laughs> when was Christian into cars? Like, that, that actually sparked my interest. So I was yeah. like, that's what I did in high school. You know, that's what yeah. I was in automotive tech. Right. Yep. Fixing cars and such. Mm-hmm. And you over there cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. I was like, and I don't know, like, to me, I, I've always wanted to ask you, like, what mm-hmm. made you transition over from, you know, being a chef to a grease monkey per se. Yeah. Um, so what it was is I, uh, I tried out, you know, culinary. I worked in a few restaurants. I, I did my thing. Um, I've done like banquets. I've done baking, you know, in uh, culinary, you do the baking yeah. stuff. But um, in the real world, I worked in a couple restaurants for like five or six years. I worked there for a while. And uh, well, I worked, I did that for a while. And then I started because, you know, when you're a broke college kid, you're kind of fixed. Your, your, your whip is like yeah. your means of transportation. So I, I was doing shit on my own. I was like um, changing the oil, you know, just tinkering with shit. If something was acting funny, I would try and diagnose it and, and fix it, which I did. I did a couple of times, but that's where it kind of was like, OK, I actually like doing this. And so the environment was also like the stress of cooking is kind of very high. So you're working long hours, you know what I mean? And the last restaurant I was working in, it was very hot. The uh, kitchen was actually on the second floor. So all the heat goes, it rises. So uh, not only is a kitchen fucking hot, but never mind in the summertime when the heat's rising and, you know, coming up from downstairs, it just, it just amplifies the heat so much more. Yeah. So I was like, dude, like people get pissed when, you know, the food isn't coming out at the same time. You know, if the, if one thing's too cold and another thing's hot, they'll get upset and yell. And the guy I worked for in particular was was an asshole. <laughs> so he uh, he would actually like ridicule and and embarrass his employees in front of other employees and even in front of customers. Yeah, so, it's bad leadership. It, it's terrible leadership. So at that point, I was just like, all right, this obviously isn't for me. And. With the culinary culture, it's very much like that. You know what I mean? That where you got these yeah. uh, very anal people that are very particular about their food, which is fine. You know, it's his restaurant, it's his business. You know what I mean? It's his name on the line. So for me, it was uh, just too high stress. So once I started tinkering with my car, you know, just to get to work and stuff like that, it um, that's where I started getting interested in cars. And I've okay. always I've always liked cars. You know what I mean? Even as a kid, you know, you play with cars and shit. So you've you, yeah. You always kind of like cars. But once I started tinkering, I'm like, oh, this is actually cool. It's fun. So that's when I went to school. And I'm like, all right, so now I'm going to go to school to work on cars. But uh, in the meantime, I stayed in the restaurant until until I was done. But that's where it started. And then once I got into uh, into school and finished that, I graduated from the uh, Mercedes program. And then, uh, yeah, before you know it, I was picking up engines out of cars and shit. And... <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty fun though. Like it does get interesting, but I mean, yeah. it can't get tedious because, like, you know, when you're you're trying to replace something or fix something, and you have to take something else apart. Oh god! To get to that, that was the thing that, especially with the with the German cars, bro. What yeah, they would the do worst. is, oh god, they would put like this pump that is bound to fail behind a turbo, behind you know the belt, behind oh, the water pump. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, bro, it's like. I'm having to, I can see the problem. I can literally see yeah. the issue. I can see it. I can even touch it, but I can't get to it until I take the lines for the turbo off the whole turbo, the exhaust yeah. manifold, bro. Everything needed to come out for me to get to one faulty pump. Peace. Yeah. And you know what the hilarious part is? They made the valve, the check valve for that pump out of plastic. Yeah. 
and they put it in a high temperature area. So it's going hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. It becomes brittle and breaks. And then it starts leaking. Uh, yeah. And then it starts leaking uh, coolant. So you could, it's, and it was, and it was an issue that it's a production issue where sooner or later it's going to happen to almost every single one of that make, uh, every single one of that model. So, for example, these were on the uh, GLAs and the CLAs. I don't know if you're or, uh, familiar yeah, with Yeah, no, for yeah, Okay, so, uh, so the GLAs and CLAs, for people who don't know, are uh, the GLA is kind of like a compact SUV, and then the CLAs are almost like a coupe sedan, also on the smaller side. So these cars had the same engines and the, uh, the same, um, pretty much the same like layout? structure. Yeah, the engine, same layout. Yeah. yeah. So they would share the engine and you'd be, so you'd have two cars in the lineup already faulty. So you'd be doing them all the time. You'd be changing those pumps all the time. You barely had to diagnose it. Let me put it that way. If you had <laughs> a car, you. yeah, if you had a car that was overheating, you pretty much knew it was the pump. Pump. Yeah. yeah. If you had a car that was overheating and then on top of that, people didn't pay attention to well, the. Usually, for me, in my, like from my experience, it was usually the pump or the thermostat. Yes. Yep. It's either, either stuck open. Yep. Or closed. Yep. And that was the issue. Yep. So the the older, um, the newer cars, it was always the uh, the pump. But when it came to the older cars, the thermostat was always the issue, and the yeah. pumps were always good. Go figure that, bro. You have a, a car on the road for ten <laughs> years, and the pump hasn't gone bad, but the thermostat goes bad. You have this other car with thirty thousand miles, and I'm already replacing engines on it, bro. How does that like, like? I mean. You know, people drive Mercedes and they drive them for, you know, once you go to a Mercedes, people tend to stay with Mercedes. They, they love the luxury shit. So once, once you taste that luxury, it's like, oh, I'm going to get I'm always going to get Mercedes. If you can afford it, you're going to grab one. So you would have cars 10 years old and not needing anything but a thermostat. And then you have these newer cars that are supposed to be, you know, more efficient and you know better improved and you had pumps failing left and right at like 20,000 miles 25,000 miles that should never happen no matter what Terrible. never mind on a $40,000 car <laughs> it's yeah, like I trust you. that's a high-end honda bro that's like a honda with yeah. everything that's a honda with all the bells and whistles and that shit you'll have to shoot it to kill it that shit will run forever <laughs> that shit will probably get you to your funeral i have a funny story for you because like mm -hmm. when i graduated college yeah I, I wanted to gift myself something. And I was like, you know what? I have this like 97 Nissan Altima. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to be, you know, rolling in this thing. So I decided to buy myself a car. Mm -hmm. And I had three options. It was either a BMW or Mercedes or a Honda. Mm -hmm. I ended up going with the Honda. Yeah. Why? Because I thought about longevity. Right. Easy to maintain. Absolutely. Like, it's not as expensive to keep either. Like right. insurance wise, like anything goes wrong. Like, you know, the price the price to fix a car, and it's going to last you forever. Mm -hmm. Yep. Until this day, I still have my car, yep. right? So I bought my car at 23,000 miles back in 2015. Okay. Take a guess how many miles it has today. 100,000. Lower. 60,000. Around that area, in the ballpark, around 55,000. Okay. So that's how long, like, I mean, my drive driven across country, because obviously I, I moved you know, right. from Massachusetts to Florida. Right. And till this day, I've only what I've had to do to it, as far as like maintenance wise, uh, brakes, tires. Yeah, regular maintenance that any car would need. Yeah, mm -hmm. will need after you know so long. Yeah, I say, I say brakes and tires. Well, actually, yeah. When I well, the one thing that when I changed the brakes, the uh, the master cylinder went on me, so I had to replace. Oh I really? Had to replace that. Yeah, because I when I when I was I was doing it myself when I was bleeding the brakes. It was, yeah. 
I guess I did something wrong and it I blew the master cylinder in there, so oh, I had shit. to replace that. You were like pissing, yeah. pissing fluid all over the. No, no. I guess when I like you when you, you bleed out the lines, yeah. You, know, you pump the brake line. Yep. I guess when in the process of doing that, I somehow blew the pump. So like hmm. when I put everything back together, I didn't have I didn't have brakes. It just went, went to the floor. Like, like yeah, the pedal went to the floor. This, like, yeah. This exhaust of like air coming out somewhere, and I was like, "Where's that coming oh, from?" Oh shit. So every time I hit the brakes, you, you, you felt, well, not you felt, like you heard, like, this release of air coming from somewhere. It's like, you know, you like, like the booster, you know, like, like it's the booster. Pump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So, like, mm-hmm. I had to bring it to the actual mechanic, and then they diagnosed it, like, right away. I told them everything. They're like, yeah, I think I know what it is. And then, as you know, yeah, master cylinder blue. So, like, the boo- you had to replace the whole booster. I was like, all right. Damn. But, that's, but still, you know, yeah. it's just like, you know, in the five years of me having the car, mm-hmm. I've put less than let's say I'll say like a thousand dollars into repairs. Yeah. Compared to a Mercedes, like you said, where in twenty thousand miles, like a water pump going. A like, whole bro. You. So it was, <laughs> it was so bad, right? So people, you know, people when they hear something wrong with their car, they turn the volume up on their fucking radio, right? Oh yes, no, I, I, I'm guilty. Yeah, me too, me too. But I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what's serious and what's not serious. So. You would have people, right, where these pumps are failing, and they don't. Nobody, no, it, very few people know what the temperature gauge in your car is for. Yeah, they, they just know it's there, but they don't know what the fuck it's for. So yeah. what that is, ladies and gentlemen, is that is going to keep an eye on your engine temperature and your running temperature. That's what's going to tell you if you're overheating. That's what's going to tell you if you know something's failing and not getting you know coolant where it should be. You know, it's just it's just a temperature gauge to make sure everything's running where it should be. Now. If the, wa- if the uh, water pump fails, right, you are going to have overheating because coolant, which is meant to cool the engine, is not going to get where it needs to go because the pump is not circulating it. So when those pumps fail and coolant runs low and it's not circulating, the engine overheats. Now, when that happens, the engine, the metal itself gets so hot that it starts changing the shape of the engine and it starts warping. So in some cases, you'll be driving uh, down the road and the car will just br- like stop. The car will just shut off as you're driving. And not only because, you know, not only because it's overheating, but sometimes the engine completely seizes because it gets so hot that and the metals is, is, is pretty much melting and fusing. So it gets so hot in there that, you know, engines fail. And that's when people realize something's wrong. Not the temperature gauge being all the way up to the little red square at the top and being like all the way up. It's not even that. It's the fact that the car won't turn on. So I would be pulling out engines and having to replace entire engines under warranty because oh because God. of those little, these little tiny, tiny pumps. Well, they're not tiny, but, you know, they're, they're yeah. very, they're way less expensive than a whole engine. And then you also have to measure to get it done under warranty. And see, this is why, like, I didn't like working on cars because warranty work, it sucks. They don't give you enough time to. Uh... Now is that is that based on like flat rate? Yes. Is that is that like a flat rate service? Yeah. So you, okay. the 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 have you worked in like a dealership or? No, no. Shop? It was me. It's, it's supposed to be like side work. Okay. Like you know, between friends, you know, hey, I need help doing this, and then right. I'll come help, and then we figure it out together. But nothing, nothing major. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, flat rate is um, so the way mechanics get paid. Most mechanics, uh, I can't say. I can't speak for all manufacturers, but a majority of them are paid this way. So how it works is uh, you do a job, right? 
and I use this example all the time, um, but for example, for a break job, let's say it pays two and a half hours. If a break job pays two and a half hours, whether I get it done in 45 minutes, an hour, or three hours, no matter what happens, it's two and a half hours. So if I'm running into an issue, so there's there's goods and bad. So the good part is if I'm able to get a job quick, done out of the way with no complications, which is very rare, it will, uh, I'll gain, I'll gain on, uh, on my time. So essentially if I'm doing all this work in a shorter amount of time than it, than it pays, I'll be walking out with, uh, more money than, how do I explain it? I'm getting overpaid almost. It's like, uh, so if I'm doing something and I, uh, I'm there for eight hours, um, I could potentially walk out with more hours than I was actually there. So let's say I'm doing jobs all day and it's, I accumulate 14 hours. I still did that in an eight hour period. So that's a beautiful thing about flat rate because you can make money hand over fist. Now, take away the workload where you don't have as many people coming in. You know, if there's a job that's taking you way longer than it should, if uh, some jobs, you know, with warranty time in particular, they pay less than what it actually takes to do the job. So you're losing typically with a warranty work unless you're really good at writing up you know, your stories for the company, for the, uh, for the warranty company. So unless you're good at that, you know, warranty tends to kill your time. So the problem with being a mechanic is, um, and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but the problem with the mechanic is if you're doing a terrible job, you're going to lose money every single day you're there. If there's no work coming in and people are like scared of who the next president is going to be, they're going to stop spending money on their cars. They're going to stop, you know, they're going to prepare for like the weird things would affect the workflow like elections um tax seasons uh if you know the economy was bad people are not putting money into their into their luxury cars you know what i'm saying yeah so that was the problem with being a mechanic because you get paid great sometimes and then sometimes you get paid shit and if you're there for eight hours and there's no work you still have to be there for eight hours and not get paid so you'd be sitting there for eight hours with very little to no work coming in and just getting what you can in scraps and that's that's that would be your day you get two hours one day, you know, maybe six the next day. So congratulations, you took 16 hours to make eight hours on your paycheck. So that's kind of how it worked, which is why I was like, all right, especially with like a luxury brand like that, you would think yeah. that, you know, you'd be making a killing, which you can, but as long as the work is there and, you know, the economy is fucking stable. Yeah, that's that's a major issue. Like, with that, that's honestly that's primarily one of the reasons why I didn't like go into the field after I got like I got my diploma in it, just because mm-hmm. like you know to start off you need tools and such, and yep. obviously like out of high school that's an investment. You, know, if you didn't work. Yeah, it's a, a big investment that mm-hmm. you're not so secure of because yeah, you know we do learn a lot, but we don't really know the ins and outs of the trade. Absolutely. So, so I, I mean, I I definitely took a different route. Yeah. You saw the train coming before me, bro. I got hit by that yeah. train and carried for five years. I was just like, yeah, yo, nah, man. I didn't it know wasn't... that. So I didn't know that. So even in school, they didn't talk about flat rate. They didn't really talk about that. And at I was like, shop, they did. They That's did? how I learned about it. Okay. Yeah. So... so we like our professor at the time, which he has, he has a shop now actually over in, uh, in An- North Andover. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's funny. It's a European shop because he's European. <laughs> yeah. So he's mainly fixes European cars. Mm-hmm. And he basically, like, he was trying to teach us, like, the whole ins and outs somewhat. You know, because, you know, how we all had, uh, what was that time? What was it called when we weren't in the shop? But exploratory. Taking, like, a, no, not exploratory. You know, after we already got assigned our shops, like, yeah. once a week we'll, like, take, or during academic week, mm-hmm. 
we'll go to our shop and like take like a like a class. I forget what the, it was called. Yeah, I'm but anyways, for us, it was like we we like we were doing book study instead of actually doing hands on work. For oh, I see, I see. It's like uh, yeah, you know? okay, yeah. So it's like half. You're still in shop, but it's like the more educational part of the the, yes. the profession or the the field you're trying yes. to get into. Yeah, I got you. So we were doing we were like, in other words, that's how we learn flat rates and yeah, you know, hourly wages and what's what, what's the, the pros and cons of it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Besides so that, no. no, I've never. No, and I went to like a college, not a college, but a a, a school to uh, work on cars, and they didn't they didn't really talk about that. They didn't do much of the uh, flat rate stuff. It was more car knowledge that they were talking about. Yeah. Which is when you think about it, if well, to me, it's like pulling the wool over your eyes a little bit, right? Because if you're somebody who doesn't know anything about the car business and you're just walking in because you like cars, like me, you know, yeah. you're you're not you don't know that. But everybody, like, if you're going to that school and you know you're, you're trying to work on you know mercedes or whatever car brand you want to work on you you know typically they're already car guys they're already you know they got somebody that they know that's already in the shop you know with yeah, flat familiar. rate yeah they're already familiar with how things work me like a like a bobo i was like walking <laughs> in and i'm just like oh i love cars i want to do this and yeah i mean that's everybody you know because like even mm-hmm. us like any interest that we get you just want to dive, you know, head, head first, like, not knowing the ins and outs. But, like, you know, that comes with experience for, like, for example, like, now, before I do go into something, I do my research beforehand. Oh, yeah. You know, which is, which is like, now, I would say that's a mistake, but the lesson I learned from going in blindly into something, you know? Yeah. Like, do your research beforehand. That way, you do know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Instead of going for a train ride, like you said, yeah. where it's just, like... You don't you don't know where it's gonna end, you know. Yeah, right. So that that was the that's kind of the big thing, and I think you made the right choice by not jumping into the field because, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't get me wrong, it's a very handy skill to have to be able to diagnose and fix your own cars. Like that is a huge, you know, it saves you money on you know repairs, stuff big like time. that. Like there's just things that you can do in your own driveway are will save you money. Never mind big repairs if you know really know what you're doing, and that's true what you said. Like the. Uh, Tools are something you got to get yourself and tools are not cheap. Like just a, just a basic set that I needed for Mercedes was like $5,000 without a box, without a box, bro. Without a box. Yep. Yep. Now that's ridiculous. Yes, it is. And, and you're going to need special tools on top of that, which are even more expensive. Some of which you have to buy from Mercedes themselves. Nobody else makes them or sells them. So like you That's can, and the, and the thing too is you can cheap out on bad tools or like cheaper tools, but they're not going to last you and you're going to have to keep buying them. You know what I mean? Yep. So you can go to Harbor Freight or you could go to these places where, you know, they have tools for real cheap, but they're going to, you're going to, you're going to need them. You're going to need quality tools. So if anybody's like thinking about something like that, like going into uh, mechanics and cars and stuff, what I would suggest is you buy secondhand tools or tools off somebody who, you know, who took care of their shit. Because if you're going to go in and finance these tools, because I had to finance. I didn't have $5,000 to throw at tools. I had to like. Yeah, nobody does. I had to finance those tools. So you're not only, you know, racking up a bill, but you're also paying interest on that shit. So you're hemorrhaging money to try and fix cars, but there's no work coming in. So you're just hemorrhaging money. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a lot of like those little things about the car business that are unstable and, and weird that was like, okay. It's going to take me X amount of time to get really good at this job where I can just, 
you know, off the rip, you know, I don't, I don't have to do much diagnosing. I don't have to think about it too hard about the repair or what I have to do to fix this car. So that takes time. And if you're not making enough money fast enough, you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to be struggling. That yeah, was but kind it, of the problem. It mostly becomes like a burden too. Like you feel like, you know, the hard work you put in isn't paying out for you. Right. Exactly. And it's like, discouraging too. Yes. Very discouraging. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do is uh, to supplement the lack of uh, money I was making, I had to do like a roadside assistance. So I had to, which was cool because I did this in Florida. So the roadside, it was a great thing because they pay you very well to do it. The The problem was that you'd be between three technicians, right? So you'd have three technicians sharing this one vehicle with all these tools in it. Um, you know, you would have to restock the, 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 the uh, car if you needed a battery. If anything you needed, you would always, you'd be in charge of that car. Now, here's the problem. Between the three technicians, you would have uh, two-week intervals. So I would be doing it roadside assistance two weeks 24 hours a day for two weeks yeah so if i wanted Whoa, to sleep kind of, yeah it's excessive yeah, yeah so uh <laughs> it's a 24-hour service so you can't not go to these calls you know what i mean these people like will call you at two in the morning after getting out of a club because their car won't start and you got to yeah. get up at two in the morning go if you have the battery they need because you only have a certain amount of battery so if you did one and the dealership's closed you can't go out and, you know, what are you going to do if you don't have the battery they need? You have to wait yeah. for the dealership to open and then handle it in the morning. But what it would be like is if if it was like a Sunday or something and I didn't have what they needed and I got there and I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have this battery or I don't have this tool. I'd be there. I'd go out and take a sucker trip. So it's things like that, like that roadside yeah, was great, you? but you couldn't sleep for two weeks. You, you, you were like, you wouldn't, you weren't getting good sleep. You couldn't go out and do things because you'd get a call in the middle of like dinner or you'd get a call if you were like watching a movie or whatever, whatever you're trying to do, it would interrupt your day. So for two weeks, you'd have to be like pretty much on house arrest. You yeah. know what I mean? You couldn't make plans with anybody. You couldn't go do anything. You couldn't go to a bar. You can't drink. Cause you know, if you get a call and you got to go out, yeah, you're on the job essentially. So that so- was the thing with roadside. Yeah, so would, would you do it for like a insurance? Like a AAA or something? Oh, AAA, okay, yeah, okay. So I see, because I see a lot, like here in Florida, I see a lot of like insurance, like they have like the insurance company logo on it, on the vehicle, right. and it's a Rosetta system vehicle. Right, so it's like that, except this one was yeah. for Mercedes. This one had like a Mercedes okay. Benz. So this one was, uh, so they gave me a Mercedes SUV and they outfitted it so they could uh, put tools and, and shit you would need to fix cars. So they took out the back yeah. seat, they uh, flattened the trunk so that... Um, you could pretty much put all your tools and uh, toolboxes there. But um, yeah, they gave you a Mercedes to drive around for a couple weeks. So it's, you know, it's cool. It's comfortable, you know, and it was a diesel too. So gas, it was good on gas. You didn't have to do too much filling up. But um, yeah, so that's essentially what it would be like. And I would have to go to like really nice places too. So that was the cool thing about roadside. You get to see, you know, all kinds of places. Because you'd have yeah, to, yeah. some people, you you know how Florida is, you have like gated communities. Some some rich motherfuckers are out there. And you know, I know, dude. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I live in a very wealthy area. Bro. Yeah. So <laughs> some places, if you if, if y'all, you know, haven't lived in Florida, have never been to Florida, some places have their own fucking golf courses. Like you can actually like play golf in your backyard. Like that's an actual Literally. thing you can do. So these are the kind of places that I was showing up to. Rich, rich, rich people. People with fucking money. And, you know, I'd be in all these exclusive places and I'd, you know, you'd also go to like uh, 
you know, beach places that people lived in. So you would get to see like really nice houses on hills that they built themselves. Uh, I went to this one guy, right? He had like a four car garage and he had a Bugatti in his fucking garage sitting there. <laughs> I go in, I go in and he, he didn't even, he didn't even acknowledge that it was there. He's like, my, my GTS won't start. Your, your fucking GTS. If any of you don't know what that is, it is like a, su- a Mercedes-Benz supercar. It's, it's basically, yeah, it's a Mercedes-Benz supercar, super nasty, really cool. Um, but that's, that's how it works. You, you'd go to these rich ass places with these, with these people, with these crazy toys and you'd get to see all kinds of shit. So that was the really cool thing about it. I got to travel and, and go to different places. And the only thing, the, the other thing too, is like a 30 mile radius. Anything outside, oh, that's not too bad, though. it's not right. Um, so anything within that thirty mile radius is yours. So you'd have other Mercedes Benz dealerships also doing roadside. So they have their own jurisdictions. So now how do they base? Do they base it off for like where the dealership that you're working out of, or like where you live? The dealership I work out of. Okay, so they're okay. That makes okay. And uh, so the uh, company itself, the dealership itself, would dictate who is you know. So I lived from from my job. I lived maybe five minutes, not even ten minutes. Oh. That's awesome, dude. So, yeah, all I had to do was like, it was a five minute, seven minute drive to work. It was a seven minute drive to work. So, for me, it was perfect to do roadside because everything, home was right there, the dealership was right there, and <clears throat> everywhere was pretty much close to me. I lived in uh, Jacksonville, and Jacksonville yeah. actually is a very huge city. It's It's got a huge radius. So, um, I did a lot of that uh, roadside stuff, and it, it was uh, pretty cool. But that that's the other thing, like, with Mercedes and all that. I hear in Germany they pay hourly, if you can believe that. So here in the United States they have the flat rate thing. In Europe they don't, and it's a German yeah, company. Yeah. So how does that make sense? You know what I mean? It's it's just the business model here sucks for for mechanics. 100%. It sucks, and you know I can't even imagine working for like Tesla, where you have all these electronics and shit that you got to figure out and do all this like wiring and shit like that if something if, if shit goes bad on a tesla bro good luck bro good yeah luck. honestly that was like the most difficult like when it came when it came to fixing a car mm-hmm. and like electronics or anything electrical was yeah. like the most difficult thing ever yeah because like you have to be able to read a map a wire map oh yeah wiring diagram and, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then distinguish like what color is what and then sometimes like you know, a color could be white you know wire could be white and blue but mm-hmm. it'd be like white and blue checkers or white and blue stripes right and you don't know which one's which so it's right. like Right. So luckily we had a, we had a database too that would, um, it's like from, so Daimler is like the, the company, the, the parent company of Mercedes, uh, Daimler, uh, is it Daimler? Yeah. I think the guy's name is Daimler. Um, but, uh, so we would have a database that we can look into. So they would have like a step-by-step process when it comes to, uh, repairs and stuff like that. But so it did help, but at the same time, not all the information was there. Some of it was in German. Some of it was, uh, um, you so some information was missing altogether. You know what I mean? So it was, yeah. it was, it was adequate, but it could have been a lot better, and it could have made things a lot easier. So when you're, and it, it even told you like uh, certain torque specs and all that. So if you had to tighten something to a certain degree, it would let you yeah. know that. Um, you know, fluids, uh, the amount of oil you should put in, you know, the amount of uh, coolant you need, um, things like that. So they did have a lot of things that kind of made it easier, but at the same time, if you didn't know your shit, you were gonna have trouble. 
especially with German shit, with German cars. Any European car is going to be difficult to work on. And guess what I drive? A Honda Accord. A Honda Accord. (laughs) A Honda Accord, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Honda Accord. Yo, don't play these games, man. I'm telling you, as a two, you're, you're talking to you, you're listening. You guys are listening to two people who know about cars. Go with the, the go with the shit that is gonna last you. Don't don't do this whole like, yeah, Range Rover's dope. You know, very comfortable. Let me know how that repair car that repair cost comes out. It's like these are things that people don't think about. They think about you know, I want to like, I want to stunt and I want to have this like nice you know white bmw when i come out of the club and all that and it's like bro that's fine but at the end of the day that shit's gonna cost you an arm and a leg and as as somebody who knows as somebody who has driven a little bit more expensive car than i should have it's it's not worth it it's not worth it because i had the i don't know if you saw i had the mustang the black mustang yeah but wasn't it like an older model no that was a 16 oh 16 okay okay so yeah okay so when i got it in i got it right off the truck in 2016 that's when i actually got oh, it. oh wow yeah no i i if i i was like if i'm gonna get something because at the time you know things were good i was uh yeah, yeah 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 i was working for mercedes and i I actually was making money and i was pretty good because of the roadside the roadside they paid really well so yeah. i was able to maintain that lifestyle you know what i mean yeah no i mean hey to anybody who can maintain it go for it i mean yeah but if not if you're if you want to live like you know beyond like below your means or at your means i say get more economical car yeah and it's gonna cost you in the long run and let me tell you guys a v8 coupe is not economical at all at all gas guzzler gas guzzler all day and i think oh no no you didn't have to put premium in that one so that's another thing with the german cars with mercedes you it's either premium or nothing you cannot put anything doesn't it ruin your engine yeah it misfires it starts misfiring Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it starts misfiring and then you you're you have power issues and you're not you know the car is not as fast and Shit like that. But luckily with the Mustang, it actually had a mapping program that it would just change the 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 output. So if you put cheaper gas, you wouldn't get as much horsepower. But you could still right. put the cheapest gas you wanted to. So that was so a pretty cool one. The, uh, with the fuel the fuel the fuel air ratio basically will control that. Right, exactly. It'll adjust yeah. it. Yep. Um and then also so that car was very cool. Um it was a it was a manual transmission, which is something that is very I I need to I cannot drive automatic for the life of me. Same thing. You have a yours is a manual. Nah, nah, mine's automatic, oh, okay. but that's okay. why I have the bike now. You know. Oh yeah, 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 with yeah. The bike, with the bike, I have my phone, man. Right, right. Yeah, as somebody who like all my cars, every car I've owned, I've had an Acura um, CL from 1998. That was my first car, manual. That one actually came down from Canada, which was pretty cool. So all my uh, tack and all that, it was all in uh, kilometers. Everything was in kilometers. That's pretty dope. So when people would get in the car and they don't know, they're like, this shit goes 220 miles an hour. I'm like, yeah, bro. Was that the blue one you had? Was it blue? It was black. It was black. It was black. Okay. I remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah, it was a it was a small, weird looking coupe. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That was my first car. And and that shit, I brought it to Florida with me. And that's when I got rid of it. So I had it. That would have been so perfect to keep, man. Especially it, down here, because like, mm-hmm. obviously no winter, so no salt. Yeah, it's like keeping right. it in good condition, and then right, have it as a project car. Yeah, I mean I get it. You know, everybody, you know, you had to do what you had to do. Yeah, but and, and at the time it was uh, it was beat. Uh, by the time yeah. I was done with it, it was beat. It was it was fucking. It was so bad. The AC stopped working. Um, oh. yeah, the AC oh, yeah. stopped working in Florida, bro. No AC. Yeah, 
I'd be rolling around with no AC in Florida, bro. Can can you believe that? No AC in Florida. When I pressed the brakes, the whole car would shake. Because <laughs> I needed pads and rotors. Yep, I needed pads and rotors badly. It was just going to cost more to fix it than put a down payment on something else and have something reliable. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm going to put some money down towards... Uh, I had a V6 red Mustang before I had the V8. So once I went from the CL, I went to the uh, Mustang, the red Mustang, and that was a 2013. But that was also a manual transmission V6. And I did love that car, and I should have stopped there. But, you know, my friend got a uh, a blue V8 um, Mustang. Okay. And he was talking mad shit to me. And he was like, dude, you got to get one. He's like, dude, you got to get one. These, these things are so fast. And he's like, he, he's like you're driving a V6 like a pussy and blah, blah, blah. And me, I, and me like being a younger kid, I was just like, yo, fuck this guy. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get a V8 too. So I go out and get the V8 and the power's great. It's fun, but the payments were ass. The payments sucked, bro. So with insurance and the car itself was, I was looking at monthly a thousand dollars a month. Holy shit. Yeah. To keep that thing. That- that's a rent, man. That is, yeah, yeah. In Florida, that's more than rent, bro. That's a, that's, yeah, that's more than rent in Florida. Yeah, yeah way you know more. I, mean? I could get a nice house for a thousand a month, bro. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I could get a dope house for a thousand a month down See, there. People don't know that, though. People don't know that. They right. Think, you know, Florida's all about gators and snakes. Yep. Yep. No, man. No, man. There's way more to Florida than than you know. It's not just God's waiting room where all the old people go to die. <laughs> it's it's actually a cool state. <laughs> There's actually mad shit to do. And, and so you you moved out to Florida. Why? Yeah, not, well, probably the same reason I, mean, I did. I, nah, because like ever since I was, since, imagine, man, we've been on each other since middle school. So like, yeah. since middle school has always been my thing. Like I always told myself, one day I'm like, I'm leaving Lawrence. Like I'm not staying here for like the rest of my life. Right. And honestly, the uh, the decision came like at an instant. Like once I was done with college, like I was literally out, fresh out of college. Like mm. I don't know what to do with myself. You know, like. Obviously, like I had a you know responsibility to take care of. Absolutely, yeah. But I but I need I, you know I want to change. I need to change. Mm-hmm. So then, I already have family down in Miami. Oh, dope. Yeah. So like you know that made the whole move easier. Yeah. So I was like one day to another. I woke up. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna leave to Florida. So you know I I got to hold the family members. You you know the whole moving situation. Mm-hmm. What I can accommodate with. And then yeah, man, I just literally like my this all happened with like a month. Yeah, mine happened quick too. Like, yeah. So I was like. Towards the end of the year, like I packed, like I literally packed my car and just hit the road, man. Yep. I, I just never, lo- I just never looked back. Yep. Same thing. Well, now I am back, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, which we gotta talk about? Yeah. <laughs> back, like, You're in the state, man, where there's beaches, it's always sunny, good yeah. weather, like. Well, see, I'll I'll tell that story because uh, here's how it happened. I uh, so I graduated right, yeah. and towards the end of the uh, graduation. Uh, well, it was coming up time to actually graduate. And when I got to that point, the company, uh, Brumos Motor Cars, which is shout out to them. I actually love them. They, that's the company I worked for in Florida. Um, they uh, they came up to the school and said, hey, if you guys are looking for a job, we've hired people from here before. We'll hire you. You just have to send us an email and let us know if you're interested. We'll do like a quick interview. If you're good for the position, we'll, we'll actually like uh, get you down there. So what they ended up doing is, uh, you know, they made that presentation and then they went back to Florida. After I graduated, I sent them an email and they pretty much uh, said, 
yeah, um, we'll give you some money to uh, live for a week, and you gotta figure out, you know, we'll reimburse you for the move. You just gotta find a place to live in a week, and then we'll pay you uh, an hourly rate, uh, hourly wage until you're ready to go flat rate. Okay, so that's so, so they kind of made it. They accommodated like, me very well. Yeah. So two weeks later, I'm in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks later, I'm in Florida, and my dad actually he he went with me down there so okay. he went there dropped the uh with the uh, u-haul with all my shit in it um we went down there he spent the week with me in like a we we had like a hotel that they put us in or a motel that they yeah. put us in so we stayed there for a week um he stayed with me and then after that he flew back home um so i was there pretty fucking quick and i didn't know i don't have anybody in florida yeah, and I it's, think it's tough. yeah, I it's, nobody it's in tough. Florida, nobody, no friends, no family. Uh, just went because I needed, like you, I needed a change. I needed to do it. I knew yeah that I was gonna regret it if I didn't. I knew that. 100%, I I, I knew that. I knew that. I'd regret it right now if I didn't do it. I know. Strongly I strongly agree with you, bro. Yeah. So if you guys ever are in a situation where you have the opportunity to leave and go to do something on your own, just just do it. Don't. It's gonna suck. It's going to it's going to hurt. You're going to have a lot of like hard times, but it changes you as a person. It changes you your mindset for the better. Yeah, for the, for better. the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I wouldn't be the person I am without those struggles, you know what I mean? Without that shitty situation in my in my path and being able to to work around that. So anyways, once my dad flew back, I was alone and I'm like, "Fuck. Like this is it." Like, this is what my life is now. And actually, I was in Florida. I didn't know if I was going to be back, you know. I didn't know when I was. I didn't, know, I didn't even know if this was going to work. I was just doing a job I've never done before on top of that. Like, I've never worked at a dealer before I went to Florida. Yeah. So, I don't even know if I'm even going to be good at the job. And I'm in Florida with no friends, no family, trying to, like, figure out my bearings and trying to get just... I'm just focused on work and, and getting my surroundings down. And he, uh, so he left and I spent three years there. I spent three years in Florida. So within those three years, I was begging my family to move. Oh, I'm on the same boat, man. I'm like, like yo, I'm guys, to... stop throwing your backs out when you shovel and come enjoy the sun and the sand, please. Yeah. Any direction where I lived in uh, Jacksonville, it was right on the coast. So it was literally a 10 minute drive to the beach. If I wanted oh, bro, to, I'm the same, bro. I'm yeah, like 15 minutes out from. Yeah, <laughs> and you know how it is to get to Salisbury, or, or uh, if you're up here in in New England, you know how shitty the beaches are here. Like, like the water is freezing all the time. Type, yeah. The the beaches have rocks on them. It's crowded, and it takes an hour to get there if you don't have tra- well 45 minutes if you don't have traffic. If you don't have traffic, and if it, if you're going to the beach on a nice day, there's traffic. Yes. So you could throw that out the window. So I'm like here trying to convince my family, like, yo, there are so many pros to living out here. Your money goes way farther. You know, you're you're what you what you would make in Florida, you could not survive with up here. But vice versa, if you made something like like see, I lived my life on fifteen dollars an hour. That was like my hourly rate. Fifteen dollars yeah. and fifty cents. And I I could pay my rent, I could pay my car, I paid all my bills. 
and I lived a life. I actually was able to go out and have a drink, go eat, you know, go on a date if I wanted to. That's with 15 bucks an hour. <laughs> Up here, I could I could I couldn't I couldn't have a place to live unless I had another job. I couldn't two jobs. Yeah. I would need two jobs off $15 an hour for me to live a normal life. Never mind in Florida where $15 got me everything. Mind you, not just an apartment, but you could probably, you can get a full house, like, by yourself, like, a full, a full I want to say, a, like, purchase a house, mm-hmm. but rent the house out for yourself, like, with the driveway, like, backyard, front yard, you know, whatever you can find for $50 an hour on your own. Yes. No second job needed, nope. no, you know, companion needed, yep. no roommates, nothing, just right. yourself. So, what I ended up doing is, um, so, I've, I lived in a couple places in Florida. I moved, I, I lived in two places in Florida. The first place... Like an idiot, I got a condo, so that was more expensive than it needed to be. Um, yeah. But still, expensive was 900 bucks a month. That's expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's chump yeah, change so here. That's yeah. chump change here. That's like, you couldn't even find a place for 900 bucks. Hell no, not even a studio. Man. No. So, <laughs> over there, I had a gated community. I had a pool. I had my own parking I had a wine rack. I had, wow. yeah, I know. I had a, I had a, they had a workout spot and it was like, you know, completely safe, gated community, private, beautiful. You know, they had like places you could walk. It was a really nice place. And that was like 900 bucks a month. Now, dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. So once I got more acclimated with my surroundings and started making friends, I had a coworker, uh, shout out to Luis Cerrillos, good Good guy. Um, he actually was from Fitchburg, bro. Up up in PA? Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Here. Fitchburg. No, no, here. Okay, MA. Okay, man. Yeah, Fitchburg. Yeah. I think man, Pittsburgh. I think oh, Pittsburgh. no, no, no. Fitchburg. Fitchburg. Fitchburg, Mass. He lives in yeah, Fitchburg. Okay. And he's like, That's dude, funny. I just did the same thing you did. He's like, I just came <laughs> here. And <laughs> he was there probably like three months before me. He got there three months before me. So I... Uh, we became really good friends, and he's a Mexican kid. Got along yeah. great. He's great to drink with. You know, always cracking <laughs> jokes, never taking shit serious. So I'm like, yo, this is the perfect roommate. So we room together, and we got a townhouse. So I, I assume everybody knows what a townhouse is, but... Well, I hope they do. Yeah, I hope so too. But um, it had a driveway, so we could park both our cars off the street. Had a front yard, had a backyard, had a fireplace... Had two bedrooms, two bathrooms, and washer and dryer, kitchen, Bags. tile floors, Bags. Every the whole thing was tile, and it was 800 bucks a month. Look at that. Total. That's so a given. Between the two of us, 400 bucks. Practically living for free in a house. Basically. Yeah. To yourself, too. Like. Yeah. With privacy and everything. Like, my room and their room were on the opposite sides of the house. So it was like, bro, it, it was it was just so economical to 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 live that way. And that's why I was trying to make people understand like, yo, you guys don't understand. You guys are missing out on like a great time. There's always something to do in Florida. You know, you you always have. Well, at the time you had yeah. like bars that you could go to live music every night. You know what I mean? It was It's it's still Florida. It's still a tourist attraction. You know what I mean? No matter where you go, you get that Florida, that Florida atmosphere and they don't take shit as serious. You know, they're not like. Nah. High pressure, go, go, go. When in at least where I worked, 
when five o'clock rolled around, everybody was out the door. Nobody oh, was yeah, staying man. late. Nobody was staying late to do overtime unless they had to. Unless they had to or their schedule was like later on in the day to leave. Yeah. But nobody like sits there and overworks themselves. That was one thing I really noticed about Florida. Like when five o'clock rolled around, deuces. Everybody was out. Every, yeah, everybody's punctual about the, you know, with their, yeah. their timing. Mm-hmm. Yep, everybody's punctual about leaving work. Here, it's people will work until they're fucking dead and yeah. call it a life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Which, different. Definitely not. It's different. And that's why, you know, I, I, I was, for three years, man, I asked people to move and they, they just wouldn't. So I'm like, okay. I, I, you know, my dad, my dad, my mom, they're getting older. You know what I mean? My parents are getting yeah. older. My sister, she, uh, she's engaged. So she's going to get married. She, you know, she's right, going to have sir. kids. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to have uh, kids eventually. So I, and also in case of emergencies, it's like 500 bucks a pop to fly out. So if well, my, at the, time. Fa- at the time, right now I can fly out for fucking 20 bucks, but, if, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then it was like $500 a ticket. So actually, I, I got into a situation where my cousin died. My little cousin died. And he was uh, yeah. in Florida. Uh, I was in Florida at the time. And but this was before I was doing roadside. So I was struggling. And yeah. I I had to hear it over the phone. And I wasn't able to do anything. I couldn't fly out. You know, my, my family wasn't going to put money yeah, for me to fly out. So it was just like... Like it made me realize that when shit hits the fan, there's nothing I can do about it. If if I'm if I'm a thousand miles away from home, and something happens, it's just, that it just happens, and I gotta I gotta deal with it. So that was one of the one of the things I was like, oh shit, this yeah, is it's like a huge uh, concern. yeah, it becomes a concern, especially when you know, you know, your parents are getting older. You just don't know what's gonna happen. Your 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 aunts and uncles are getting older. You just you just don't know. So yeah. that was something that was weighing on my mind heavy and. Spending three years out there, I tried to convince them and they just didn't do it. And so I was like, okay, so I guess I got to come back. So I came back and then my dad asked me if I would move to Jacksonville. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, would you move out there? Should I move out there? I'm like, dude, no I've way. already, yo, yo. <laughs> and then my mom starts talking about how her and her fiance, they want to move to someplace warmer I'm like, yo, this isn't real. This isn't life. This is not life. This is not life. I cannot believe this is happening. And this is like, uh, granted, it's like two years after the fact. Or three years after the fact. But still. But still. But still. It was like, dude, we could have been, you know, a majority of the people I knew. I could have had like a a different life in Florida. You would have been more, like, way more comfortable out here with your family around. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. Three years is a long time, you know, to be without your your family and friends so i got used to it you know what i mean like it, it became okay for me to be alone which is that's one of the big things that i wouldn't have learned if i stayed here you know what i mean i knew i was getting comfortable when i left massachusetts i knew i was like too comfortable here yeah you so, know that distance to yeah to be like really you know, grow up actually like, yeah that's really what it is it's it's putting yourself to the test like you're you're gonna come out of this situation either broke and and regretful or you're gonna make it you're gonna sink or swim essentially and that's... yeah but i mean i would i want to say regretful because like it's an experience you're going through that you learn from it you know yeah you're right you learn you learn the right you know the rights and wrongs or 
you know, emotionally, how, like, how to deal with things, et cetera. You know, the whole the whole book. Yeah, right, right. Because like, remember, at the end of the day, you always have a home to go back to. Sure. Yep. You know, with and, your parents. Right. And that's what I kept in mind, too. You know, they were very supportive. You know, my mom was, yeah. like, not about it. But my dad, my dad's, like, guns blazing, you know. <laughs> he, he just doesn't care. He, uh, he prefers that, you know, he'd rather me go out and experience things and try things. That's the way he's always been. He did it. He did yeah. it when he moved from Ecuador. He had to do the same thing. Yeah. At the same age, too. He was 22 when he moved out here. And that's a whole fucking continent, bro. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's even more of a risk. Yeah, that's like a whole new fucking world. And he didn't even speak the language on top of that. So imagine that. Not speaking any English. Coming over here with nobody but his un- my uncle. And that was it. So he had it way yeah. harder. Left girlfriend, all that stuff. But, oh man, yeah, that must have been tough. Yeah, yeah, he left his girl, he left everything, everything to go live with my uncle here in uh, New England. So I mean, he did it. He did it for you know for the better good because like look how everything turned out for him. You know exactly, and that's actually where I drew inspiration to to pull the trigger and go to Florida, because I'm yeah. like, look how it worked out for him. You know what I mean? If he wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't be here. You know, I wouldn't be fucking alive. You know, I'd, I'd yeah. be, I'd be, it's, I'd be probably living in Ecuador right now. I'd probably be a different person, a different life. A hundred percent. Yeah. So if you know, it's the small sacrifices we've made, mm-hmm. you know, because me, like, that's one thing I learned as as I, you know, left home. It was just like, you know, I'm on my own now. So like, anything I do, I'm not gonna regret. Right. Because, you know, I should know. I should know the better right. Right. You know, instead of instead of instead of just going with the flow, you know, because obviously, like, I know right from wrong. Yes. I'm my only child, so like, I've been alone most of my time, like most of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, with a single mother. Yep. So for me, it wasn't tough to like adapt, adjust to mm-hmm. yeah, adjust and adapt to like you know the lifestyle like sure. being on my own. But yeah. at the same time, like you know, just missing like my parent. Mm-hmm. That was that that was was heavy on me. Yeah. She still lives here. Yeah, she's still up in Mass. Wow. Because I visit, I visit like I go I go back up like at least twice a year. Okay. Well, I try to at least. Yeah. Just cause you know it's just. Yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's your mom. <laughs> yeah, dude. So she's not thinking about she wouldn't she wouldn't join you down here. No, nah. Trust me, I've tried to. Really? I, it's been it's been five years. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Trying to, and she's like, nope, nope, nope. What is it? The like, weather? Right. Yeah. Usually it's the weather. Like people think that it's the end of Literally. the world, but everything is central air. You never go into a building that's not cool. You that's, know what, what I mean? that's what I try to explain. Like, listen, you're always in the AC when you're in your house. Always. Even in my yeah, even in your apartment, the AC is like yeah, on. The AC's on. In your car, the AC's on. Yep. The, the most you take the heat from is like from a parking lot to like trying to get inside somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and even then unless you can work- <laughs> you can dress like lighter too. You can accommodate exactly. for the weather. And like unless you're working outside, you really don't like suffer with the heat. Right. Like at all. Right. Right. Well, I won't say that because um I didn't work outside and some of these cars, bro, would be like 120 degrees. And well, I, I mean, would, if you could, if they're fresh off like fucking, you know, I'd a have long to drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that was one of the things in Florida. Like, if cars, we were working on cars, some of them would be sitting in the sun all day. And then when you finally get your hands on it, it's fucking hot. Yeah, it's like a sauna. It's like a sauna. I couldn't even steer, bro. Some of these cars, I couldn't even grab the steering wheel because they were so hot. I had to wait. I had to wait. Because of the leather? Yeah, because the leather and, you know, the, the shifter sometimes would be way too hot. And, God, it was like sweat, instant sweat, instant sweat as soon as you get inside the car. But if you guys can get past that, Florida's great. You know, the heat is really not a huge, to me, wasn't a huge deal. 
And another thing too is like if if anybody does ever decide to come to Florida, you know, go to a major city. Mm-hmm. Do not, I mean, unless you're willing, you want to drive in to the cities, you know, for entertainment purposes or anything. Just, right. I I wouldn't recommend it. Just live in a major city, which is between, you know, Pensacola, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, or Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- that's another thing. It's it. The funny part is, Jacksonville was a very like progressive city. It was yeah. it was like uh they were building and stuff like that, but it's a little bit more believe it or not, I would say country and maybe a little hipster if you're getting into the city, but yeah. um, is it Kissimmee, Orlando? That's kind of like more Spanish area. Oh, dude, all full it, of Hispanics, yeah, bro. <laughs> it's chock full. But I think I was the only one in Jacksonville. <laughs> no, I'm, oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But I I really there's a very yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, Jacksonville's like maybe a half hour from Georgia. Maybe. Not even. It's like right there. But uh, another place that uh, was really cool in Jack, not Jacksonville, but um, St. Augustine. I don't know if you've heard of St. Augustine. Augustine. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, yeah. It's like a huge port city. That's that's more of a, of a, a vacation, like we can get away spot, though. Yeah, yeah. Like people, older people take their sailboats out there. Yeah. Hell that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, it's... And that place is really nice. There's a lot of history there too. Have you been? Have you been to a? Nah, but I've been to the Keys, which is like almost the same. Okay, there you go. Like down in Key West. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Keys? Uh, I want to say I haven't. No. No. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's the same thing. You know, everybody's like laid back. A lot of old, you know, snowbirds as we call them. Right. You know the elderly crowd. Yep. Everything's by the water. You know, awesome seafood. Oh yeah. Beach houses. Like, Mm -hmm. it's more of that. Yeah. And you live? You are you in Miami right now? No, I I, I used to live in Miami, but I'm up in Tampa now. Why the Why the move? Uh, how can I say this? It, it's more <laughs> it's more nah, it's, it's more personal than oh okay okay than anything yeah that's fine yeah it's more personal this is you know the lifestyle of Miami is not it, it's not my lifestyle yeah it yeah. really isn't I actually I only went to while I was there I only went to Miami once. And that was because Ian, you you remember Ian? Yeah. Yeah. So he moved. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he was living out there. Yeah, yeah he was living out there. Like, I ran into him at one point. Did you? Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> that's mad random. Random. Because <laughs> like, I used to work at the arena at the at the airlines arena. Okay. With the Miami Heat place. So yeah. I used to work there doing security. Yeah. And one day I was I was at Bay, Bayfront, which is like right or like across the street from it. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm sitting there grabbing lunch. I'm like, yo, Ian. Like, what the hell, dude? I was like, yeah, bro, I live like not too far from here. I was like, what? Like, yeah. No worries. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? He's like, I live all the way in Kendo, but I'm over here working. Because they're like, what? He's like, yeah. And then, so, you know, we just caught up real quick. That is hilarious. That's yeah, mad dude. random that you would meet somebody from, yo. Dude. <laughs> and, like, that's not the only person either that I, like, I ran into in, like, from Lawrence. Really? Miami, yeah, dude. Ran into, ran like, into not it. said something. Yeah. up. just you were no, out and you into. saw them. Really? Yes, yes dude. That's like, crazy, dude. I mean, it, it was either they were either on vacation or like visiting sure. somebody, you know? Right. But still, but it was like, you know, being out and about, and it's just like, what's like out of all places? Like you're out here, like, yeah, Miami, in this location at the same time I'm at. <laughs> random, bro. Random. That is super random. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can see the stadium from Ian's house. Yes, yeah. So yeah. he's like, he was like close by. I'm yeah, like, 
but yeah, I live over here. I'm like, what? Like for real? Like, yeah, it's like, dude. I'm. I mean, I I used to live more out west, mm-hmm. like more inland in Miami. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, man. It's like we like we should link up sometime. I was like, like if we can, yeah. But like he was busy with his thing, you know. So we never ended up actually hanging out after that. Right. But no, that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. You'd be surprised, man. Like. Miami's a different it's a different world out there man yeah. I call it the land of the, fa- the land of the fairy tale because the land of the fairy tale <laughs> yeah man cause like <laughs> it's like a Vegas kind of thing where it seems promising you know you're gonna be you're gonna be nah, doing great or what like it is yeah basically it's, it's, it seems promising but like you have to work for it yeah absolutely and then, and then a lot of people like they I guess they, they live in high expectations and you know like you know the fancy cars right the big houses, you know, mm-hmm. all the extra luxurious stuff that that's not they want to have, yeah. they can't have, but you know they somehow have it. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying. So it's just like, nah, it's not me. I'm, yeah, I'm not. You know. Yeah, I'm more laid back. Like I like to. No, I'm more, I'm more of a remote person, not mm-hmm. inner city. You know, high life. Like, nah, that's not me. Yeah, yeah. I'm a much more uh, social person, so I'm I'm a little more like I like being out i like like go doing things and and shit like that but i'm not like a big party guy yeah that's 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 literally what miami is man. yeah party 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 it's never like hey you want to come over and watch the sport game on sunday i'm having a you know right that's much more my speed yeah that out there it's just like nah let's go to this bar <laughs> And drink a bottle of you know of two uh, yeah three hundred dollar bottle that you could buy at a liquor store for for forty. <laughs> yeah, at, while watching the sports game, like why would I want to do that? Like no, I'd rather be you know hemorrhage money and then have to worry about getting <laughs> home. It's like nah, I'm all set, dude. It's just, it's just <laughs> man, like financially, like it was just chaos. Yeah, I bet living in Miami. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, uh, no, I was just I was gonna say if. Uh, just people, it, like I'll say it again, if you have the chance to go live somewhere, just go do it. You can always, well, most times you can always just come back. You know, you got nothing to lose. You got nothing to lose. Just, I mean, I, German and I did it. Just go out there and see what happens, man. Just fucking swing. Swing for the fences because you're going to regret the, you're, you're going to regret not taking the opportunity. You know what I mean? I knew I would have. I knew I would have. And I'm glad I did it. Even if I came back. And even if, you know. People may look at me like, "Oh, why'd you come back?" You know, bro, I I did it for three years. I did it. Like what? Yeah. Like what do you want me to do? Nobody wants to leave. And then they hit me with a, "Would you move back?" Fuck. Fuck. Man. Of course. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, like that's why I'm at. Because don't get me wrong. Like even I've had like the thought in my head, like, "Damn, do I want to go back to Mass?" Yeah. And it's just like, nah, because it's just too much. Yeah. You know the whole transition from like back to cold weather, and then. It t- know, I, think, I think it literally changed my chemistry. Like being in Florida, I think yeah, like dude. I deal with hot and cold way different. I'm yes, super dude. comfortable with the hot, with the heat. Super comfortable. Yes. Like people people up here are like, oh, it's fucking hot. It's blazing. I'm like, yo, you guys, at least you, <laughs> yo, you guys don't even have humidity. What are you talking about? This is great. This is great. They don't. Man. They don't. It's hilarious, and then like maybe like seventy degrees, and they complaining. Like, yeah, that's like comfortable weather. Man. Yeah, hell yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I could be outside all day in seventy degrees, eighty degrees, and be yeah. good. Not even ninety degrees even doesn't even bother me too much. I'm like, yeah, it's hot, but I love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nah. The only thing that bothers me when it gets ninety is the humidity. 
that's what it is. Goes. Yeah, the humidity is where it gets you in Florida. The the humidity is the problem. Like, uh, for example, I went to uh, Vegas, bro. It's like someone took a heater and put a fan in front of it and blew hot air at you. <laughs> that's Vegas heat. Dry as shit, bro. I mean, like, you could go outside and if you're not going out, if you're not going outside with a chapstick, you're having a split lip. I'll put it that way, bro. If it's it's like you can get burned by the wind. Like that's how hot it is. You're in the middle of a desert. I mean, did you go like in the middle of the summer? Yeah, like an asshole. Yeah, I did. I went. Oh, I went. That's, I went in that's August. Really I went in yeah. August. With the hottest month, yeah. The hottest month of the year. Didn't even cross my mind, bro. I'm like, oh, low ticket price. Boom, booked, gone. So I, I, you know, I went out there, but they're like, oh yeah, you should have came in like September or you know, in the fall. And also because of corona you know half of the city was shut down so i didn't really i got to vegas and i got to experience it but i didn't get to experience full swing like the uh the nightlife you know i mean you could do things but it wasn't like you couldn't be this is even before they knew as much as they do about corona and they still don't know shit you know what i mean so they were super paranoid never mind you know never mind you know not knowing what the disease is and all that so you know I'm, i'm gonna go back it's just when this shit blows over whenever the hell that is yeah maybe never man the way it looks like it's like the new norm now has it uh how's it affected you the virus um has it affected you at all nah nah not really i mean i've had a few fam- a few family members like you know yeah get um have covid but like they've been able to get past it and know there's everybody's fine now but nah honestly man i've, I've traveled me too i've traveled more this year than ever Oh no, nah, no! Nah. I mean, I've, I spent the last four years traveling. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I've been, I've been, like majority of the southern states I've been to. So, uh, like within the United States, or you went international? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like between from like Georgia, you know, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas. Okay. Up to Tennessee, Virginia, Carolinas. Yeah. You know, so like all those states. What's your favorite spot right now? Like that, I like the most. Yeah, that you've been to. Like, like in the country. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Um, to me, when I came from here, when I went from here to Florida, it was to yeah. me, it's like a different culture. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a completely yeah. different way and mindset of doing things in Florida that oh, yeah. I wasn't used to. So, like this one time, I remember my first day, right? My first day in Florida after my dad left. I go to. Uh, and apologize. I apologize if I've already told this story, but I uh, I went to AutoZone to get something for my car. Yeah. And I get there. Uh, dude comes walking out of the store and he holds the door open for me. Red flag number one. Somebody done doing something nice for me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why is that a red flag? Cause it just doesn't happen, and like it, it's not normal for people to be nice in New England. Oh. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, what do you want from me? It's like, yo, I don't got money. I get you. I get you. So I was gonna say, like, that's actually normal for me. Yeah, it is normal. It is normal if you're if you're if you're living out there. You, you, it's southern hospitality is a real thing, but not in New England. So, I he holds the door open, and I was skeptical, and I'm like, oh shit, thanks. And I'm like yeah. going in and he actually asked me about my day. Like, oh, good morning. How you doing? Like, yo, bro, what the fuck? What do you want? And like that, that's literally like the mentality. <laughs> that's literally the mentality. I'm like, bro, what is this guy? What is he going to ask me for? What is he? What does he want? And that was the end of it. He was just a nice guy. 
So, yeah. you know, you have that, like, culture shock a little bit from going to a freezing cold spot where people are grouchy and they drive like assholes and they're just, you know, they're just, they're, they're in the cold too much. So I think they just have a bad attitude. You know what I mean? But when it comes to Florida, everybody's like in nice weather all the time. It's a slower pace. You know, what do they have to really complain about? Other or than the hurricanes, it, you know, yeah. yeah. Other than nah, even then, there was hurricanes are not a huge, huge deal. Yeah, and you even it and you can even true. have insurance for that. So even if shit yeah, hits the fan, you're covered. You're good. There's nothing you can't stress too much. Yeah. So what is like with that in mind? You know, with places being different, so so different, even in the same country. Which has been your favorite? Texas. Oh yeah, I've been to Houston. Where'd you go? Yeah, bro. I've been. Oh, Texas, Dallas, Houston. Uh, San Antonio, Austin. I've been down actually to the border of Mexico and Texas, down to McAllen. Really? Like the tip of Texas, yes. Dude, the food is bomb out there. Bro, that Mexican food oh, is, bro. is different, man. It is, yes. It is different, It bro. is. It's awesome. Y'all y'all don't know what you're missing, man. You go to Texas <laughs> and get some real, real food. Real, authentic, real authentic shit. Yeah. Mex- Mexican, like, food, yep. like fucking great i don't know man it's just it's just different i guess i don't know if it's their spices or what mm-hmm. but holy huge difference but nah man i like like what city preferably in texas uh i said houston yeah because yeah. uh, when i went i made the mistake of staying in the city so in oh, houston yeah. so the city of houston it's more just business and the things like the things you're gonna do is surrounding the city yes it's, it's a little bit outside the city so me thinking, you know, like in Boston, you go to Boston, there's shit to do in Boston. You stay in Boston, right? If yeah. you're visiting, you go to Boston, you get a hotel in Boston, there's plenty of stuff to do. You just open the door and go do it. Literally. But in Texas, or in Houston at least, it's not like that. You go outside and it's just mainly business. Those buildings are all just mainly businesses. Business. Yeah. yeah. And then they have uh, like a couple of bars here and there, but a majority of like the fun stuff is outside the city. And I didn't know that. So I get up, right? And like, okay, this is the first day in Houston. We're going to go do shit. I look outside the window. The streets are empty, bro. Streets <laughs> are empty. Empty. I mean, like, nobody's walking around. I'm like, yo, it looks like deserted. It looked deserted yeah. to me. I like, I go outside. You know, they have trains and people commuting. But yeah. for the most part on the weekends, it's empty. I've actually, I take back at saying Texas is, besides Texas, my, what am I, like, Chicago. Ah, I haven't been to Chicago. Bro, Chicago Cause it has like the New York, like Boston mix, yeah, like, culture like type thing. Mm-hmm. Chicago's nice, man. But like I was in the city though; I wasn't like on the outskirts, so I can't you know speak much. But mm-hmm. I say, I say, Chicago over Houston or Texas? Yeah, well Illinois, well Chicago, the city itself. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So what? What about Chicago? I haven't been, so I don't know. Man, I mean, it's just. Like I said, it gave, like, obviously since I've been in Florida, it's different, you know, living out here because it's all flat land. And, right. You know, we don't really get the four seasons and all that. But in Chicago, I don't know, just be like, I feel like I give you that inner city feel. Right. And you can walk, obviously there's stuff to do. Like you said, like mm-hmm. in Boston, you walk outside, you get a hotel in Chicago, you can walk outside your hotel and within walking distance, you can go do stuff. Yeah, explore, yeah. So, you know, obviously, if you never had a DJ's pizza, like. No. You have to, you have to try it. <laughs> it, it, it's, it. It's something that's you know 
different, completely different than a regular, you know, average Joe pizza. So like, you know how New York has the deep dish thing. What is it? What is it in particular with theirs? What do they have like that? It's the sauce, man. Really? I don't know. It's like, yeah, their sauce and like the cheese they use. Really? Yeah. And and their, and the dough is different too. It's not like a, like, it's not like a regular like pizza dough. I don't know, man. Wow. No, I haven't had Chicago pizza. Yeah, but you have to like you know how they have deep dishes elsewhere. Yeah, it's not the same as like you getting it in Chicago. Right. Like from one of the like main restaurants. Right. Right. Wow. No, not, I yeah. I I haven't. No, I, that that'll be on my next thing too because I I want to go to Chicago. That's one place yeah. I do want to go. You I, can. It's a it's a it's a weekend place. You can do it on a weekend. Oh really? And you yeah, feel like you've a, experienced Chicago if you if you spend a weekend yeah. out there. Yeah. Because I know Vegas, I was out in Vegas for, I want to say, a little under a week, and definitely not enough time. Yeah, no. And that was with the city half open, never mind full swing. Fully open. Yeah, so. Hey, did you end up doing the, uh, probably not because of COVID, you know the Ferris wheel? Uh, Where? In Vegas? In Vegas. So there's a Ferris wheel in Vegas where you pay, I think it's like 40 bucks, and Uh it's open bar. On the Ferris wheel. Yes. So, like, it's like... Huh? No, I've never heard of this. What? Bro. <laughs> so, you, so, basically, it's it, it's a Ferris wheel. Like, it literally goes around. Right. And you're in this, like... I don't want to say, like, capsule, but, like... You're in this... You're oh, it's kind of like... Uh, have you seen those, uh, like... They have, like... It's almost like a ski lift thing. It's like a... Yes. It's like a trolley. A trolley. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay, shaped so like that. Let's say, let's say that. Yeah, so basically, it's yeah, shape of a trolley, but it's a Ferris wheel, so you go around. Right. Mm-hmm. So you pay, let's say, I think it's like $40 a person you pay. Yeah. You know, I don't know the price range exactly, but sure. let's say it's around $40, mm-hmm. and it's open bar. So it's all you can drink, mm-hmm. but it, it goes like, you stop drinking when the Ferris wheel goes all the way around. Like, once it, when it, once you go out, well, like, do one full loop, that's it. You'd have to pay, you have to get off. Yeah. Okay. Or you can drink as much as you want during that. Whole How time. long does it take to, to go through a cycle? I'd say probably like forty-five minutes. Damn! Or How big is this an thing? Hour. I I mean I have I've been told about it. I haven't really like I've never been to Vegas myself. Oh okay okay. But it's like an excursion that people do. No bro, never, never. Yeah. Nobody and I and, and we were looking for like actively looking for shit to do and yeah, that did not come up. That did not come up. It's literally. I mean I don't know if it's you know promoted as much, but because one of my cousins did it. And, like, oh yeah. That's how I found out about it first. And then obviously, and then like obviously on like social media, like I I saw like other people doing it too. It, you literally pay a fee, you get in the Ferris wheel. It's, it, it holds I think like 10, 15 people. The trolley it's like itself, open, or the the whole yeah, Ferris wheel. Yeah, no, the, no, the trolley itself. Okay. It's like each trolley holds like you know x amount of people. And what do they have their own like bartenders in each trolley or what? Yeah, no, oh yeah, shit! Yeah, it's a it's a bar. It's, it's literally, literally a bar. Yeah. Oh shit! So it's like a, like a small bar with all you can drink. Wow. And do they have food? Yeah. It's just it's just strictly drinking. No, I think I think it's just drinks. I don't think it's food because you don't stay there for long. You know what I'm saying? You don't stay there for like right, right, right. Sit down and have a full course meal. It's just you know, pinkies up, <laughs> kick them back <laughs> as up, ba- as much as you can in, in an hour. Yeah, let's just say yeah. I don't know exactly the time, but yeah. Yeah, there were and a couple you, things. You go in and then you go all the way around. Like obviously it stops, or like you know the next trolley, you know, lets people off and people yeah. go in. Mm-hmm. So in that whole cycle, you're just drinking. So by the time you get out, it's, it's good for the pregame, let's just say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 40 bucks and you get sloshed and then go out. All you can drink? Yeah, <laughs> so imagine, imagine that, dude. Um, have you, uh, 
Uh, what was the question? Have you... Uh... Fuck, I forgot. Completely forgot what I was... I had something I wanted to ask you and I completely forgot. Relating to... No, it was... Uh, it still had to do with... Um... Still had to do with uh, Vegas, I think. But... I don't remember. Gambling? Yeah, gambling, 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 gambling. Are you a gambler? That's what no. it was. No, nah, not at all. I mean, I mean, I'll go to the casinos. Like, if you know, if, if we're out, or friends invite me out. I've gambled before, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually, I mainly play blackjack, but I don't gamble myself. No, I don't okay. do any betting and none of that. Okay, so before Vegas, neither have I. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So so, uh, so. so you went down. Oh, I went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went and didn't know I was a gambler, and. Okay. My my game was uh, roulette. That's that's roulette. the game I fucking love. That game, for yeah, some that's reason, RNG, bro. it's it's RNG. Man. Yeah, yeah. So this one was a little different because they had uh, monitors. So this wasn't like the traditional where you have a guy like throwing the ball in or whatever and yeah. doing all that. You uh you have a screen in front of you. You put like a a dollar bill or whatever, however much uh, allowance you want to put in. And then from there, you can choose like a 50 cent bets, you know, dollar, six dollars, however many, however much money you want to bet. And you just pretty much put your chips on the screen. And then you have another screen that's uh, with the roulette in the middle of the table. You have a camera watching the roulette. And then you also have uh, two green spaces that you can like, like kind of like a, it's almost like you win the, the, uh, the return is much higher if you hit like a green space. Yeah. Because it's only two of them. So the percentage is super low. But like I could put fifty cents on it or something like that. I think I put like, I, no, no, it was, it was twenty five cent bet. So I put like fifty. Yeah, it was fifty cents. Fifty cents on green, and I made like twenty bucks off of it. Oh damn! Yeah, so the payout is mad high. So if you're uh if you're doing that, you would um always you know sacrifice like fifty cents towards the green. So every time you hit green, boom, you re up all that money that you were spending. So yeah. I got good. Where I thought I got good, where I figured it out, where, (laughs) yeah, I thought I took $20, right? I took $20 and I made like 150 out of it. So I was like on a good hot streak and I'm like, damn, I should fucking walk away. I knew it. I'm like, yo, I should fucking walk away. I feel like I figured it out. And I'm like, damn, these are, these numbers are going good. You know, I'm, I, I like, I just made a huge profit and I'm like, I should walk away. And I'm like, ah, but I could make 200. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, the damn. Temptation, the temptation. Yeah, I'm like, uh, but I could make 200. And I'm like, all right, it's just 20 bucks. So I sit there. You know, another 20 goes out the window. I'm down to 90, then 70, <laughs> then 45. <laughs> did, you, did you keep chasing, though, after you like you lost the 150? Once I lost, yeah, once I, uh, I chased, well, at that point, I'm like, it's 70 bucks. I, I'm like, just might as well fucking go for it. And I just, Pretty much, the whole thing just got thrown away, and I did that twice, bro. I did that twice. I did that twice, and um, so luckily I was smart about um bringing money. So I was I I was like okay, I think I was like three hundred dollars. It was solely for gambling. Like that's the money I'm gonna use to gamble. Three hundred dollars. Yeah, and then once I'm done with that money, I'm not I'm not, and they make it real easy. For you to go back yep. and get money they make it real easy <laughs> so i was like all right so i'm i'm 300 and that's it and i went through the whole 300 didn't make a dime didn't make a dime but it's still it's still like i'm not a i, I wouldn't say i'm a gambler either even after the fact i'm not a gambler but uh, as long as you're smart gamb- about it yeah 
Because, like, me, I always say, like, if I'm up and I lose two hands back-to-back after I'm up, I, I, I walk away. Yeah, and that's probably the right way to do it. Not like, oh, yeah. shit, I made it this far. Let's make it, you know, a little farther. That's yeah. That was big rookie shit that I that I was doing in, Literally. in the in the worst place to do rookie shit. <laughs> is in is in Vegas, like the capital of gambling. Like, yeah, I was have, just you like, been to, have you been to Encore yet? Encore? Uh, I have and not Boston? been. I haven't been. But I heard it's no? just as... I mean, it's just as magical as Vegas. You know, it's got that yeah. whole feel. You've been? You've been to Encore? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually went when I was up there for my birthday this past September. Oh, dope. Uh, yeah, I would... But, bro... I'm playing blackjack, right? My, yeah. I'm, like, drunk, drunk. It's <laughs> my birthday. Right, right, right. So, I go up. Mm-hmm. I think I started off with $100. Yeah. Or, like, 50 No, 60 I started off with $60. Mm-hmm. I go up 300 man. Ooh. Like I'm up, th- I'm up to three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and my friends are like, "Yo, let's go!" It's like, let's call it a night. Yeah, you're you're like, in the money, you're good. But yeah, but like, mind you, I'm like zoned out into uh, the game. Yeah, because I'm drunk. Yeah, like I can't hear no outside noise. I'm just focusing on what's in front of me and yeah. what the dealer has. Yeah, and like, luckily, like I didn't lose at all. I still came out positive. I think I lost. I dropped down to like two hundred. Mm-hmm. It's like I like I no because it was funny because like I was winning one and then I lost two winning one and then lost two so I, I was like you know so I was trying to like keep it even yeah and I just ended up coming back down to two hundred so then like <laughs> on my way out I had like a like you know how they give you a like a voucher like a money voucher right. yep mm-hmm. like whatever you have like whatever you've earned yeah it prints out the you have, you have left yeah. yeah so I had that left over bro and I just said let me just put it on. You know, a random, I, I walked by a roulette table, like you said. It was yeah. a digital one where, like, you picked the thing and then... Yeah, and you can even put that ticket in, and that's your credit. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's what I did, man. And, like, I think I had, like, 20 bucks on there. Mm. Tossed that, lost, and I just said... Oh, just said, <laughs> <"I'm> done, <bro." laughs> oh shit. Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing about gambling. You got to know... Yeah, you got to have man. rules that you got to follow. Because usually, like, usually, like, when you, like, play, like, a slot or something, like, right. whatever it is, you, put, you know... That's the game I like, like the, the least. Like the first hand. Yeah. No, I don't. Do, I don't do slots. Me neither. Like the first hand you ever play, like on a table, mm. like usually hit or something like that. Yeah. So I thought I was gonna hit. Mm. So I just randomly just chose a number, chose a black, but no, I, I, I failed miserably. Yeah. But no. luckily it's... we walked out of there. It's... <laughs> yeah, I, dude. Yeah, no, I haven't been to Encore, but like I said, I'm pretty sure it has that that Vegas feel to it. What about Mohegan or Foxwoods? No, no, Vegas was it. Oh? Vegas was it. Like that's the first oh, time. Uh, we do have one up here actually in New Hampshire. It's uh, Chasers. No, I never been there. It's it's a. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Um, you remember that Asian spot? It used to be a. Uh, it used to be right next to uh, that Denny's, right by um, right on Twenty Eight. It's the like Denny's a, where the Christmas tree shop was or is. Uh, in that area, but a little further up, and it's like okay, right yeah, at the yeah. intersection where you would go to the mall, yeah, or yeah, you would yeah, keep yeah, going up yeah. twenty eight. So right yeah. there, that Asian spot, that big black and white building. Oh, you talking about the racetrack? Uh, no, opposite direction. You're going towards uh, uh Toys R Us. Okay, but yeah, but now I remember the racetrack used to be a gambling spot. Yeah, they they, they remodeled that or like they took that they, down. No, it's all gone now. Oh yeah, yeah, you haven't. So you knew that. So they're doing like a whole reconstruction. Like nah, like the last time I was up there, it was down. Like there was nothing there. Yeah. So they built. So I don't know what's really going on. They built condos and all that shit. They're they're okay. Yeah. So they're. 
it's a huge deal right now where property is going up because of all the uh, amenities yeah, they're the putting in. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so it's a great time to uh, sell your house right now if you're out <laughs> here. Or buy one. Yeah, but it's yeah, that that shit's gonna be great. And uh you're you're on Twitch, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on Twitch. I, I you know, I not as much as I should be, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever I do sit down and get a chance and you know, play some video games. Yeah. I, you know, usually stream for a couple hours a night. You know, not every night because I don't have a set schedule yet because of everything going on. Right. But, um, but yeah, nah, man. Like, you know, we go back to the Halo days. Oh, yeah. Way Some SWAT. Started. Yep. Yeah, dude. So, you know, I, I play different games. You know, I usually play Gears of War or Call of Duty. That's what I usually stream. Yeah, Gears of War has been your thing. You actually got really good yeah. at Gears of War. Yeah, man. It always was. Like, yeah. You know, I remember that. I competed. Back in high school, I was competing. Oh, really? Online. Like, like esports? Yeah, online, though. Okay. But obviously, like, I didn't know nothing of it, you know, what it is now. It wasn't the same. Yeah. Esports weren't what they are. So, you know, obviously, obviously, like, life hits you. Had to go to college, so video games wasn't a thing anymore. Right. And you, uh, were you ranked? Uh, well, on the the website that we used to do, it was called Game Battles. Uh We were, you know, everybody, you know, created a team. You know, we played matches undefeated until you lost, and then, you know, restarted it again. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was all online stuff. But it, it did have like money prizes at the time, but it wasn't much. Dope. But now, you know, now I just casually, you know, play, you know, and stream it on Twitch. You know, uh, my, my Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash clumsy with a K. Mm-hmm. Um, K L U M S I E. But now, besides that, man, I just, you know, being chilling, bro. I mean, cause Switch esports is a huge thing now, man. Like I know. If 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 I would have continued with it, like even with any of my friends, yeah, I think something would have came out of it. Now I couldn't tell you what exactly, but sure, you couldn't even. You don't think you could do that now? Nah, because it's too, it's too, too time, time consuming. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's literally like a full time job. Y- yeah, yeah, and like you know, it's just like anywhere. Like you know, you gotta know somebody if you really want to get in a place where, you know, it becomes a profit. You know, with an organization or whatever the case may be, a team, professional mm-hmm. team, it's all you have to know somebody. Besides that, like you, because like think about it, there's a, millions of kids out there who are like every day competing online, right? You know, for prize pools, etc. Literally, kids too, like twelve year old kids like, becoming millionaires. <laughs> you know, off, off video games, and like yeah. not just one video game, but there's multiple video games that you right. can play now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's League of Legends, World of Warcraft. Uh, even uh, what's that? The, what's that? Uh, Dota. Yeah, uh, Counter Strike, yep. Fortnite, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, like all kinds of games that you know you can compete in. They actually, you know, it's funny. They even, uh, I think, Counter Strike made it on television at one point, or I think it was, I don't know if it was Counter Strike, Dota, or League of Legends. Mm-hmm. They actually broadcasted a, a professional like match. Uh, I think television. it's League of Legends. Was it League? Yeah. League or Dota, but I think yeah, it was one I, of those two. I think it was. I think it was League of Legends. Yeah, I yeah, actually, it was. Um, Shit, that was that wasn't too long ago. That was nah, um, like a year ago, maybe. A year or two ago, yeah. Yeah, I remember. And I was like, wow, just imagine, like, yeah, because back yeah. then, like, to, to, to get a variety, like, you had to be on, like, on the top page of the of the ladder, the tournament ladder. Sure. Yeah. So, like, you know, then it wasn't a huge thing, which is what this is ten years ago. I'm speaking of, like, but right. now it's just there's a lot more competition. Right. You know, look at like it's an actual career that I, you can have. Like you can exactly. actually have a career as a streamer, gamer. Those are actual avenues that were not even a thing when we were growing up. Like, like my dad would hate that I play video games. Like he would hate it. He's like, 
he's like, all you're doing is all, you're, you're sitting there all day and you're wasting time and your life. And, you know, he just didn't like that I played video games, but I could have been rich. I could have been filthy rich by now. Yes. I could have been filthy rich if I would have just kept doing it. But at the same time, it would have been the same thing uh, that happened to you. Life gets in the way. You got to start yeah, you know, becoming an adult and doing things. And gaming just kind of takes a back seat. So it's that it, we just missed that boat because we used to play Literally. pretty hardcore. Like we, we would be <laughs> we would be going at it. And Every uh, day after school. yeah, yeah. And it just wasn't it wasn't a thing. We, we missed that boat. Yeah, but now with even like you know streaming wise, you, it's not essentially a. You I mean you can do it full time if you want to, but you can still do it as, a, as like a part time thing, you know. And still make I some revenue. Yeah, you still make some revenue because like I have, I know a few people who like, you know, they work their their day job and they mm-hmm. come home at night, you know, like you know how people use like watch TV at night or whatever Netflix or whatever the case may be. Right. You know they you know jump on the console or their PC and like stream whatever game they're playing. Mm-hmm. You know, interact with their viewers. Yeah. You know, some people do giveaways, you know, like they give back to their viewers mm-hmm. or the subscribers, whatever the case may be. Like, yeah. So it's just, you know, it's something you can still because like the way you profit in that besides from subs is ad revenues. Mm-hmm. You sometimes get sponsors. Yeah. You know, for, you know, they sponsor you, promote their, their product. Mm-hmm. You get a free product. Right. From, you know, it's all. It's all advertisements, it's all too. To yeah. Yeah. And if you're good, you're going to get better uh, deals and you're going to get yeah, so better like, sponsors. Yeah, so like you don't have to be good at video games. Like as long as you're good at entertainment, like entertaining mm, okay. the crowd. Yeah, right. Cause it's you know what I'm saying. Cause like think about it. There's I don't know. There's even disabled people. Like you know that. That's a perfect way they, for them to make money. They they stream. You know, they're at their home. Like you know they're that makes a lot of sense. Whatever t- talent they have, you know, and they get a viewership. Wow. And, like people, you know, people want to see that. You know, people right. want to see like. You know, entertain any type of entertainment. You know, it's all about content. Like, especially now, especially now, yes. it's easier than ever because everybody's home all day. You know what I mean? Or yes. yeah, a majority of people are home. You know, trying to get through this fucking virus, and they need something to watch. So a lot of yeah. people have been turned on to gaming, and I think sales are up by like a crazy amount right now. Like games, oh, d- game sales are up so high. I think it's higher than it's ever been. If I'm if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Like the most recent Call of Duty that that, that was released, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Yeah. They're like a, a billion. They they've made I think over a billion dollars. Right. In, in revenue. And that's from, insane. Profits. Insane. Like what? Off a yearly release type of yes. shit. You know what I mean? Yearly. A yearly yeah. release game, and it's like, you know, it's like, you can't. I mean, I think COVID has been one of those things that. A lot of yes, a lot of change has come, and a lot of things have suffered, but. Also, a lot of things have flourished and bloomed. You know what I mean? A lot of things yes. have, have come up where other things have come down. Yeah, and that's mainly, you know, to the power of the internet. Right, right. The technology age right now is probably, has gotten such a an increase in, you know, it's probably progressed just because of COVID alone, it's probably progressed a lot more if it if oh, yeah. if COVID wasn't here. So it's great. I'm not saying it's a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying thank God for COVID. I'm, all I'm saying is that if you were sharp enough and you found a way to make COVID work for you, the opportunities were there. Are there? You know what I mean? If you're like, see, like the, I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for COVID. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to have the time to pursue something like a podcast or or like be able to go on and. Uh, do like be on YouTube or Twitch or whatever other thing I might have wanted to do. You know what I mean? If if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't be sitting in front of a mic talking to you. 
So I think a lot of good has come out of COVID, but also obviously a lot of bad. So just, I think it all depends on the individual. Like how have you used this time to improve? You know, what, why, what have you done with the, with the reset button that the world has just given you? Talk about how you handle it. Yeah. It's given, it's given a lot of people to, you know, branch out, you know, I would say branch out, but more of like pick up a craft or some type of hobby, Mm -hmm. hobby of, you know, they can make out of, you know, even, even if it's, if you get revenue out of it, mm. you know, if, if you become better at something, you know, it's just like, even with the podcast, like you said, like it's something that you were able to pick up, you know, cause of COVID. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm pretty sure now, you know, even moving forward, you're going to be able to like even implement it on your everyday life. When if, you know, if you do, you know, work full time, like you can even like set it up on a weekend, like, Hey, listen, you want to grab lunch something like that? Or, Hey, let, you know what I'm saying? Some, some, something yeah. you can set it up. Whereas like, if it's, it fits your weekly schedule, right? And uh, yeah, so I'm and I'm already thinking towards that end, you know, where COVID's not going to last forever, right? I mean, hopefully, yeah, not. But not. when that shit's over, man, I can have like guests in person. We can do it in different settings, different places. You know, I can do an outdoor podcast, or I can do, you know, in a bar, I can talk to somebody on the podcast. You know, just different settings, yes. different ideas that are going to be possible, but. If the world didn't change and do things, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be doing this. I wouldn't even been thinking that way. I wouldn't have something of my own that I can call my own. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's one of the uh, the cool things about about doing this is that you know I can reach people from anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? I can talk to somebody anywhere in the world. And right now, like I even have listeners in in Israel, Denmark, believe it or not, like London. I have wow. yeah, Russia. Korea. Crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. And all I'm doing is just putting shit out there and people are picking up on it. So content, man. It's content. Content. Yeah, it's it's content. That's what people want. Well, I don't know if people want, but like that's their preference of, you know, entertainment is content. You know, see what other people are doing to, you know, pass time. Right. Or whatever the case may be, you know, broadcast their talent. Right. And and this is kind of like a, you know, it's kind of a reminder that it well, this podcast to me is a reminder that you can do things and I and I hope people understand that. That you can don't be afraid to go out and do things don't be afraid to start your own project don't be afraid to uh roll the dice because i mean i don't know what the future holds but i mean i'm having a blast doing this i enjoy it you know it gives me some sort of peace it gives me something to do and it gives hopefully it gives people hope you know what i mean it gives people you know some reassurance that things are possible and you know not to doubt themselves as much as they probably do so yeah man that's that's kind of where this goes but um do you want to plug yourself if you want twitch viewers or anything like that i know you uh yeah i mean if anybody's more than welcome to you know i can't give you a set schedule when i do go live Mm -hmm. but if anybody does want to watch you know for entertainment purposes because i do rage you know i do (laughs) majority of my viewers not gonna lie they come for me because of my raging oh really like i'll be calm yeah i'll be calm and then i just like (laughs) the spur of a moment just like yeah spaz out for a second but then i just like pick myself back up you know composure yeah but yeah now nah, if, if anybody wants to watch uh twitch.tv slash four slash clumsy as in k-l-u-m-s-i-e mm-hmm. just come watch you know you know have fun I, on the weekend sometimes i do drink streams we're like anybody wants to take a shot with me you know <laughs> take a shot with me <laughs> oh, like, you know? that's great it's fun man it's fun. yeah it's, all, it's really it's really entertaining man because like you can interact as like you're streaming you interact with anybody in your stream you know right mm-hmm you know, because they, they can talk to you. You can talk. Obviously, you speak back to them. Yeah. It's pretty fun, man. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. 
I'm gonna. It's a good I'm, hobby for yeah, me. I'll jump on next time. I'll jump on and I'll make you take a shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. trust you. I was, I was doing it last night, man. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was doing it last night when we we're playing Call of Duty because you know it makes, it makes the game more fun. You know, you don't have to be yeah. competitive all the time. So, right. So. Right. You're not. Yeah. You're not taking it as serious, and you know it's yeah, fun for so the viewers too. Yeah. You know, make have looking at you make silly mistakes and stuff and all that. But yeah, man. I mean. It was a blast, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you guys know where to follow German. Um, if you guys want to follow me, uh, you can find me at uh, the Autocaster on uh, Instagram. And I appreciate y'all for joining me, German. Of course, it was always you know a pleasure talking to you. So um, always, I'm man. glad you're able to come on and and do this with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Hey, if you want me to come back in the future, man, I'm always available. Oh, absolutely, bro. That's not you even set something up. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. I appreciate you joining me. I'll catch you all in the next one. Peace.